Hey, hey, everybody. It's Allison Kaczkowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm so glad that you are here with me on this Tuesday morning. And I hope that wherever you are, you're having a fabulous, uh, fabulous day, whatever it is that you're doing and that you're doing something positive for yourself. And so if you've been following us for the last few weeks, you know that in February, our focus was on energy and metabolism. And every week, we really dove into a different topic related to energy and metabolism, largely in part because February um, was National Heart Health Awareness Month. And and there's really nothing about energy and metabolism, well, really everything about energy and metabolism that relates back to heart health. Um, And it's, it's like a big jigsaw puzzle that I've talked about and how it's all connected. And so as we move into now that we're into March, um, there are a couple topics we're going to be touching on all throughout this month. One is March is National Nutrition Month for one. But the other piece is, is that Sleep Awareness Week is the second week of March too. And since sleep is such a, a central part of self-care, I'm super excited to announce my guest that's with me today. Um, he is a personal energy and potential coach. Um, his name is Mag Secretario, and I'm super excited that he uh, worked some time in for me into his busy schedule. And so I want to let him kind of introduce himself and tell you guys a little bit about um, what he does, and and I'll just let you take it away. Yes. Hi. Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for, you know, allowing me to be a guest of yours. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just excited that you had the time. This is great. Yes. Well, you know, I'm passionate about this topic, um, sleep, and um, I find myself on quite the journey Uh, sharing the importance of it because it's one thing that most people tend to neglect because we are more wake conscious than we are sleep conscious. And of course, everything we do while we're awake is we think is who we are. Right. And, um, and sleep's not in the conversation enough, I think. So that's, you know, been my, my my journey, my mission is to share more about it and, and hopefully uh, change our thinking about how we view sleep today. I love how you say that. I love how you say that we are so focused on being awake. I think that is such, that is so true. I mean, I was reading an article the other day that said that almost two thirds of Americans are sleep deprived. Yes. That's just mind boggling to me. It um, is. And it's interesting, too, that people say that they always want more sleep. They always want to sleep. It always seems to be something that we want more of. But yet we find that no, no matter what we do, we still struggle with it. And what that tells me is, is that we're obviously creatures of habit. And making changes, um, especially when it comes to this, is just really hard because we're hardwired to just keep going. Yes, I, I believe that's true. Um and, you know, like we're the only species on this planet that would intentionally give up sleep for something else. And, um, and, and we're even having a hard time, you know, understanding it because it's fairly new science. And when I first became uh, more entrepreneurial in my thinking, and, and thanks to a mentor that I met while I was recovering from burnout, uh, I'm a recovering corporate burnout. 
he helped me understand that you know entrepreneurship was more about solving a problem than it was about selling anything in particular uh-huh. and i you know it took me a little while to realize that it was my own problem that i want to help others with which was you know not getting enough sleep thinking i'm healthy i i ate right. well i exercise all this stuff uh-huh. thinking I, I was fine but not realizing that I wasn't 100% there, you know, in, in my work day. And, and this, this actually translates into dollar number in America, lost productivity due to... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. I really think that's more front and center for people is, is it's, it's not just the money thing. I think it's people are really afraid they're going to miss out. Yes, it, it is that, you know, fear of missing out. We, we, we are so focused and... And, you know, we're so addicted to technology um, and it takes us away from some of the things that, that we know we need, but, you know, we, we, we choose not to sleep well and we choose, you know, other things that maybe aren't so helpful. Um, yeah. This is why we lean toward, you know, drugs and alcohol as a way of escaping. You know, we're, we're, we think that, um, you know, we we call on a doctor when we're sick, but, yeah. but when we're healthy, you know, we don't always think about it. And and unless you're, you know, like a person like yourself who who's very focused around fitness, you are dedicated to that and uh, and nutrition and all these things. I just want to add a little layer on top of that to, with everyone, which is about sleep. And you know, recovered from burnout, and then I discovered this new you know, personal mission for myself. It's actually was my true purpose because uh, for, you know, over 25 years I was the designer and, and I love that because it's creative and I was, my purpose was to solve a problem, a design problem. Uh-huh. Now I bring this into my coaching as a, as a, as a way of, of helping a problem is, you know, add creativity to it. And, and we're trying different ways so that people can experience what good sleep is because yeah. um, hopefully once people see the benefits of it, you know, that would be enough to start creating better habit and, you know, a different way of thinking. Right. Um, well, I, I tell people a lot in my line of work, you know, that one of the first things that we notice when we start being more active and, and being regular with the fitness program, one of the, it's almost instantaneous. What we notice first is are the differences in our energy levels. You know, we, we, we feel like we have more energy to do the things that we want. And that in and of itself is enough benefit for a lot of people to keep going because, you know, there's a plenty of people out there who know that it's good for you, but they still don't do it on a regular basis. Just like people know how important sleep is, but but they seem to always struggle with it. So it goes along the same lines of what you're saying. Yes. I mean, it's, it's one thing to understand that it's a habit and then, and then learn ways of, you know, slowly changing that into something healthier. Yeah. And it's another thing to actually know what's really going on because it's um, the whole idea of sleep science is fairly new. It's only been around since, you know, EEGs were discovered when we could yeah. measure brain waves, And that was only in the fifties. So, this whole branch of science, neuroscience, is fairly new, and things are uncovered every day. And, and I think there's, there's maybe a little gap there. Uh, people don't know that or don't believe that 
it's actually connected to like Alzheimer's or wow. other forms yeah. of dementia. You know, I'm not surprised. People, I mean, there's there's yeah. going to be we're just starting to scratch the surface with this exactly in general exactly, and and that's why I think it's you know um, I think it's urgent because although sleep you know is something that maybe doesn't affect people for longer term maybe 10 15 years some yeah. people it affects them immediately you you, yeah. you know you and i know that without a, a good night's rest you can't recover from the workout you had the day before yeah um you can't function clearly in your head you know because you'll be in a bad mood or you know so it affects mood it affects you know your physiology it affects so many things and yeah. then you know at some point we think that's normal and, and yeah, we walk well, it's around. just like with anything else. We just think yeah. that it's just the way that it, the quote unquote, the phrase I hear a lot is, well, it's just the way it is. Like, yes, like, it's like we can't do anything about it. Yes. And, and, you know, you know, we know as, um, you know, coaches and, and, uh, instructors and in, in the area of health and wellness that, you know, it is about habit and, but it probably starts with, the belief that things can change, right. uh, that we have more choices. This is what we learn as coaches, right? To offer coaches. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, to offer choices, sorry. And um, I, you know, I learned through my own experiences, uh, and my hope is that I could help others prevent uh, going through, you know, prevent going through burnout. That, that, yeah. That's been um, a hard lesson. And yeah. And maybe sometimes that's what it takes for people to really wake up, pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that was a great choice of words for you. <laughs> yes, I do, I do use that. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things I talk about with my clients a lot is, you know, the, the actual changes that happen in your body as you sleep. Yes. It's, it's, I talk a lot about, um, you know, the, the hormones in our bodies that are literally reset when we sleep. It's like charging your phone at the end of the day or or charging yes. your computer or whatever. It's like, you can't continue to just go on nothing. At some point you have to refuel. And, and when we don't allow ourselves that time to recharge, then literally everything that we're working for, just, I don't want to say it goes away. It's not that it goes away, but it, it, it's, it's just so counterproductive. And I'm just wondering if, you know, what your thoughts on that as to why, you know, what, in your view, what are the big things that really happen when we sleep? Since this is your area of expertise. Yes. Well, I believe sleep impacts more than our physiology, uh, more than our mental, but also our emotional and spiritual bodies. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, we're learning more and, and we understand this more because I suppose we're, we're, you know, physical people. We live in a physical world. So we know that when we're not sleeping, our coordination or uh, response might be affected by it, right? We're, we're not uh, as sharp, we're not as quick, our muscles can't react. So, you know, we know more about how it affects our physiology, but it affects it even at a deeper level because, you know, once, uh, well, sleep impacts every system in our body. So, you know, metabolism, our hormonal system, um, you know, and that all relates to energy and productivity. You know, without the energy, we, we, we can't do you know, what we're meant to do. We know that sleep will impact um, hormones especially. So, uh, you know, we might 
tend to eat more when we're not sleeping, uh, when we're not sleeping well enough. Um, those hormones go out of rhythm. And, you know, even our brain metabolism, um, sometimes we're just not conscious of it. You know, when we work hard, if our, if our work is very, you know, brain-oriented, you know, it needs a break too. It needs a rest. And yeah. if we don't sleep enough, like you said, the analogy with the computer or maybe analogy with the car, if the brakes don't work, um, yeah. you, know, you, can, you can run into a problem. And well, and you know, what happens is you just, you, you start, you know, forgetting things. You're just not clear. You might yes. find you're more reactionary, you know, that it's more of an, you know, your response instead of being, you know, more carefully thought out might be, yes. you know, more of a knee-jerk reaction, which doesn't serve you either, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, you know, they, they've, you know, science, neuroscience has, has determined that, um, you know, that without enough sleep, we're highly reactive to yeah. both positive and negative emotions. And our thinking brain, our prefrontal cortex, you know, which is normally like the reasoning and logic, uh, the break to some of these emotions, the, the, the uh, amygdala is a part of the brain that is uh, triggered by emotions. And if we don't uh -huh. sleep enough, we're just um, off the rails. And our thinking brain can't stop it. It can't, it can't slow it down. So we're reactive and, you know, anything could happen. We know what that's like when we wake up um, with not enough sleep. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, I hear you. And it's, you know, what, what I'm always curious to talk to other people about this because I talk about this a lot with my clients, but what, yeah. what, is your, what is your viewpoint on how sleep is connected to metabolism? I know we just spoke about the hormones and, and all that, but is there anything else that you think is related that would affect metabolism? Well, um, from what I know now, I mean, the metabolism, um, the way our hormones and metabolism and our body rhythm is all connected. Now, I don't know enough about, you know, the menopausal challenges, uh -huh. but I am seeking to learn more about that. But, you know, when it comes to metabolism, um, sleep is like the the thing that it's the reset button and, huh. and uh, you know, the body and, and, and the brain uh, have their metabolism and everything is just slightly out of rhythm. So we can't heal. We can't, uh, sometimes we can't think clearly. Yeah. I, you know, it's related to, you know, issues with our, you know, hormones and thyroid and yeah. all these other um, conditions that we suffer from. Um, it's like a like it's just everything short circuits almost. So I would like yes. You know the, yes. the the analogy I like to use a lot when I'm doing when I'm talking about it is it's like road construction. It's like you've got a a road that's closed and you're going to have to expend time and energy to go a different way and and it's going to take you longer to get there and you know you might be stuck in traffic and all of that. I mean yeah. I think most people can relate to that. You know cause yeah the effects of that are you know yes. That's a great uh, analogy. I love that. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this then. I'm, I'm always curious too to hear what other people have to say about this. What, what in your opinion, um, if someone were to come to you and say, oh, I'm just struggling, you know, I can't seem to find the right balance, you know, what, what are some easy things to start with um, to, you know, maybe help people kind of right the ship in this area? 
Yes. It's not, people aren't going to go from sleeping, say four hours a night to eight hours a night, but, but, you know, in your expert opinion, what are some easy things to sort of help put people on the right path? What are some easy things that people can start with? Yes. Thank you. Well, you know, everybody is so, so different and, and sleep is very complex and personal. Yeah. So I, I always say that, you know, what's best for you. Right. By and you can test this by, you know, just checking in with your energy levels to the day. If you had, you know, six hours or seven hours of sleep the night before, and you're not feeling tired in the middle of the day, maybe that's enough. Yeah. Um, some people need eight or nine or more. Yeah. Um, so I, I never say that you should have this amount of hours. It's it's all very individual. Um, and you're the best person to know uh, how you're feeling through the day. And then having said that, depending on what chronotype you are, which is a, you know, whether you tend to be a morning person or an evening person, that this uh-huh. is basically what a chronotype is, to your, to your own rhythm. So, for example, people who are early morning people, they are the sharpest at certain hours in the morning. Do the most important work at that time. Yeah. Don't try to do, um, you know, your most difficult thing when you're the most tired. Yeah. Um, and, and save those uh, low periods in your day for the mundane, for the, you know, the things that you can do, you know, sleepwalking. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And so if we learn how to work with our own body, listen into our own body, you know, that, that's a good start. If we do all the other things like, um, you know, eat well and exercise, I mean, most people probably have a schedule around that. Uh-huh. I suggest scheduling sleep. So when you figure out if you're good for seven hours or eight hours, then just work with your calendar and set a reminder. Now, I don't uh-huh. use a, the word alarm because I, I think the word alarm is, is a, such a bad word. Yeah, it's almost like negative that. reinforcement. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and so set a reminder. And, and again, we use our phones for this. Most people are probably using their phones uh, to wake up to. But set one to go to start winding down. So um, it's important to kind of take a, um, to borrow one of my favorite um, sleep psychologists, to, to have a soft landing into yeah. the evening and then a soft takeoff, you know, so, you know, do things a little bit gradual and then you could be, you know, ramping up to full speed after yeah. you give yourself a few minutes in the, in the evening. And, and I say, you know, 30 to 60 minutes to wind down, no, t- no devices and no drinking and, you know, just slow down, ease into it. And, and, and then you'll be like fine. You mentioned that because I'm, I, I feel like I, I say this like I'm a broken record. And I say this just because, you know, I'm slowly breaking the habit, too, of, you know, getting off the electronics in the evenings. I mean, yes. I'm a morning person. So it's, you know, I realize that not everybody is. But I know that for me, the morning is when I do a lot of my most important things. It's not that the things that I do later aren't important. It's just yes. it works for me better that way. Yes, this this is that's a great way to tap into sleep to know, yeah. you know what the amount of hours uh, uh, is right for you, and it's not only the quantity but the yeah. quality 
which is uh, kind of a little deeper conversation about, you know, how do you get the quality of sleep? It involves, you know, a few other things, but basically we aim for the quantity. And if, if we do all the other things that are conducive to a good night's sleep, you know, drinking or eating or working out a couple of hours before bedtime, and you get the right amount of hours, the quality will come. And, yeah. uh, and then um, hopefully uh, there, there are some other issues that people have maybe waking up in the middle of the night. They're thinking of their work, yeah, <laughs> which is preoccupied very, with something yes, else. Yeah, which is very common. And so then, you know, we suggest some other type of relaxation, meditation techniques. Um, you know, people who have a sleep maintenance issue with sleep uh, maintenance insomnia. This is trouble getting back to sleep. Yeah, better to get if it's more than you know fifteen twenty minutes. Better to leave the room and. Um, do something quietly and low lighting in another room so that you don't associate the anxiety or uh, insomnia while in bed, because then we start to associate being in bed as not being able to sleep. Yeah, it's, a, so, it's so interesting because our minds, we can program our minds any way that we want to. And if we get yes. used to that, it's so interesting that you bring that up because um, that's so true. I mean, and, Sometimes if you, you just lay there and then you start to, and you can't go back to sleep and you literally stress yourself out and you're thinking, why can't I fall asleep? You know, and yes, it becomes more of a ritual because you're all you're teaching your brain is that this is how you do it. Yes, that's right. Uh, our brains, our thoughts, our subconscious as well has an impact on how well we sleep. And yeah. like you said, if we're worrying about things or we're calculating in our head, how many hours did I get? Will I be in, you know, will it be enough and all this? That's, that's enough to cause problems. And it's, it's the same with our devices. Some people are tracking their sleep. You could overdo it and be obsessed with tracking your sleep that uh -huh. it causes stress and you yeah. can't sleep. So uh, we, we always say um, something to the effect of instead of trying to get to sleep, just uh -huh let go of the day. So we have different techniques for doing that, whether you journal in the evening or just let go process plan for tomorrow earlier in the evening so that by the time you're hitting the bed, you don't have to think about those things. In fact, you've yeah. already done that. Well, and generally speaking, I find that the people who, who are just continually on all the time, they either have too much to do or right. They're just, they're choosing to keep their mind occupied. And, and sometimes that can be, uh, you know, a way to just to not even to avoid something else, you know? Yes. Yes. So there's a deeper kind of uh, psychological and even philosophical kind of component to sleep, you know, which is, you know, another topic. But um, I, I, I truly believe that that's probably most of the challenges that we have uh, around sleep is we're thinking too much. Like you said, we're hardwired. We're yeah. wired, we're tired, we're twired, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, it, it does cause uh, issues. Technology has a big part in that. It's, yeah. you know, I believe in technology, I truly do, but it is part of the problem with sleep. Yeah, um, I could not, I, could, I totally agree with you there. Um, I just asked, as much of the conveniences and everything that it does for us, as far as living and business and whatever, it, it yes. complicates. 
it just adds a whole layer of complexity onto things too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. nowadays we're seeing addiction centers for children, yeah. um, you know, because of devices. And wow. so, yeah, if we learn how to manage that relationship with technology, uh, we'll, we'll be better. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not perfect, but I, I, um, I'm better at it than I was before. So, yeah. I'm getting I, better. I, I have to admit, though, I, I, I feel like I fall off the wagon from time to time, too, especially if I'm in, you know, if I'm really working on a project or if I'm planning something, I find that, that it, I can easily get sucked in. And I just, I think it's so important for people to take, to take some time to inventory just kind of where their thoughts are going every day. Cause you can either manage your mind or you can, you know, or you can let it manage you. Yes. That's so true. You know? um, it's, you know, I, I suppose it's, you know, just being, um, you know, awakened again. Yeah. You know, if, if we realize this, we believe this, we can do yeah. something about it. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, we talked about this briefly before uh, that, you know, there, we have a natural tendency uh, to fear and hold back on certain things. And sleep is one of them. We, we yeah. kind of grew up with this idea many, many years ago that when we sleep, we're dead. And so some people, you know, kind of fear death this way, fear yeah. going to sleep, have anxiety about it. And now we're realizing it's so restorative and, and just how, how, restorative, how restorative it is, yeah. is really coming to light still. Um, yeah, I think we're really just starting to scratch the surface. There's just there's just so much that we still don't know. And so this is what's going to be like super exciting, particularly over the next, you know, five to 10 years to see what we're able to find out. Yes. So, yes. So, you know, I think you already alluded to this before, but I want to circle back real quick. And that is this this concept that there's an ideal amount of sleep. And you sort of alluded to the fact that, you know, everybody's a little different and and, you know, you have to know your body and all that. But like, I have a client who swears she needs 10 hours of sleep. And then I've read studies that say that you can actually sleep too much, that that can actually yeah. be not helpful for your energy and metabolism too. So I'm just, I'm curious to see what your take is on that. Yes, I agree. Totally. Like everything, uh, moderation in everything, you can sleep too much. And um, I suppose, again, it means going deeper with your client you know, understanding what else is going on with them um, because some people will sleep out of depression. And uh, so it's, it's just going deeper with them to kind of... Well, and it just goes to show you that I think we can convince ourselves that, that whatever we're doing is absolutely necessary, that it's our reality. And that, that's, we're just allowing ourselves to stay in a safe zone. And that just shows you how powerful our mind actually is. Yes, and also, there's another thing that we all grew up, you know, with learning certain things from our parents, right? Yeah. We didn't learn about sleep. We just were told, you know, when we were young to go to sleep. Yeah. We never asked why. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know, or what for. You know? Yeah. Why and, is this and, important? You know? Yeah. Why is it important? And even in schools, they don't teach this. So. I belong to another group called Parenting 2.0, which is fascinating because, you know, she promotes what she calls life skills. So if you had a report card and you were uh, graded on certain things, you know, like how you treat other people or other kids or, you know, all these life skills, um, how well do we sleep? 
you know, what do we know about nutrition and food? I mean, we aren't taught these things in school. We're not taught by them, uh, you know, by our parents about sleep and the benefits of it. So, you know, it's still really so new. And I really want to share this with as many people as I can because, wow, imagine what things could be, you know, um, if our children uh, really get the idea of sleep and really are performing a much higher level than, than we had because maybe we didn't know. Yeah, we totally. Know what, we don't know what we don't know, but now we are, we're knowing more. Yeah, absolutely. So you were, you were telling me that you had just read a really interesting study too about the connection between sleep and immunity. Do you want to, I think that's a really important subject for my audience too, because obviously if you don't care of yourself, you get sick. So yes, you, why don't you well, tell, tell my listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, very simply, very basically, sleep is the overall healer of so many things. When we sleep, we also build our immune system. And we know that when we're not well, you know, we drink water, we rest, we sleep, we're forced to. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just can't function. So sleep has that ability to build our, the, the, the cells that help with immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, we know this from studies that show that um, our immune system is compromised when we're sleep deprived. And I suppose the opposite is true. So if we sleep enough, we have a healthier immune system. We can resist things. And so, you know, when I hear things about um, the news lately, about the coronavirus and all this, you know, it's affecting people who are susceptible. And so if we don't have immune, a strong immune system, we, we might catch colds easier. And I, I think there's another issue that I, you know, I'd love to touch on just very briefly, which is yeah. they're calling the coronavirus a pandemic, meaning it's global. And, you know, they're counting, you know, numbers now, right? How many people yeah. are affected? How many people? How many have, cases? And yes. Tested positive and all that. Yeah. Yes. But we don't talk about the fact that we are, like you said, maybe two thirds of Americans. That translates to over 70 million Americans who are not sleeping enough. I know. And, okay. They might say, okay, that's an epidemic. Actually, the CDC calls sleep deprivation an epidemic. They call it um, a, a carcinogen if you happen to work uh, night shift. Yeah. Likely carcinogen. And, and so they're, they're just you know, talking about it, but not like they are talking about this particular um, event going on in the world right now. Um, yeah. Not that you know the world's going to change if we start talking about sleep, but I believe that you know if we if we if sleep if we looked at sleep like we do in America now, like littering. Do you remember how many years ago when we used to have ads um, in the news when you know it was sad to litter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now everyone got that habit down. You know they're. They're much better about it in America, but we saw this in the UK where people didn't have any regard to that, and they yeah. still do that. And if we were able to look at sleep that way, like this is a, a normal thing we know now, and we're just doing it. I mean, that's yeah. where I'd love to get people to. Yeah, it's so interesting because it's it, it, you know there's so much about you know what we hear about in the news that just keeps us in that reactive state, and so it would. You know, it would be very interesting if they started referring to, 
you know, you know, lack of sleep and, you know, other health issues in the same manner. But it's, 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 that's a very interesting viewpoint. I hadn't heard it quite explained like that. Yeah. Well, you know, we're also challenged with a society who believes uh, in, you know, 24 seven, always on being the first, being the the best, the longest lasting, going without sleep for days. And even the new Apple watch, I I was really disappointed. I'm a big fan of Apple. Uh-huh. But when their new watch, uh, the Apple Watch Series 5 says, this watch has a display that never sleeps. There's a, mis- there's a missed message there. There's a, there, there's a confusing message there. Here we're talking about sleep tracking on your iPhone, I mean on your, on your Apple Watch, but the display never sleeps. Yeah. And in fact, that's why I don't wear a Fitbit because yeah. uh, at night the, um, the display lights up. And I'm sensitive to light. So when I see a little bit of light like that, it disturbs my sleep. Yeah, um, and, it, and I can totally see that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I use something else. But it's just that, uh, you know, with the media saying, you know, we hear the message more that uh, we get by with less sleep or, you know, you, you, you don't need to sleep as much. Maybe um, your work is so important. Even Kobe Bryant. I heard he slept only four hours a night at a time. I know. I've I've read that a couple of places too. And then he met Ariana Huffington, which I'm still trying to piece together the story. But I wonder if if he changed his sleeping habits because of that. Uh, He was an exceptional person. And uh, so only maybe he can get by on that. But, you know, most of us need you know, anywhere from seven to nine hours. So I, I don't want to s- encourage people trying to get by with less if they're not functioning well. Maybe they think they are, but, you know. Well, and the reality it. is, is that, you know, we might not get good sleep for a night or two, but it does yeah. catch My mom used to always say that. It, it, it's it's going to catch up with you. It's going to catch up with you. And it, when it does, it has a way of catching up with us. Yes, it, it does. One way or the and, other. Yeah. And, you know, it, it really, I truly believe it does. And this is, you know, I'm not the type of person who wants to lead my uh, lead with fear, but yeah. if I don't hit on the pain points, I don't know that people will get it. You know, they would say, Oh, the benefits of sleep. But if I said, you know, you, you, you're susceptible to dementia, you're susceptible yeah. to mental illness. If you don't get enough and you may not show up tomorrow, but it could show up in five, 10 years easily. Well, and it's, but it's also too, you know, and I, I see this a lot in my line of work that, you know, everybody knows they need to be active. Everybody knows yes. they need to work out. It doesn't always mean that they do. Yes. You know, and, and as coaches, I mean, we can appreciate, you know, when we speak to people, you know, you know, you know, appeal to their emotions and speak to their problems, but you know, there has to be some education in there too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, you know, the starting point of being aware. Yeah. And so, you know, Sleep Awareness Week, what a perfect time <laughs> um, to raise the consciousness about this topic. You know, we, it just so happens it falls on daylight saving time. Wow, and, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? People's, when good. people's clocks are going to be a little bit off anyway. Oh, you know what? There is a statistic out there. Heart attacks go up some 20-something percent on that day. Wow, that's interesting. It's very interesting. Wow. 
just because we lose an hour, because you can imagine. Well, and, it's, people, and that just speaks to us being so hardwired and so programmed a certain way. Yes. But it makes, yes. it makes it really hard to adapt. And, and people wonder why, you know, Americans are behind the eight ball as far as that goes. And that's probably, part of it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and so are other uh, cultures. You, because you know what country sleeps the least? Who? The, the Singaporeans, followed by really? the Japanese. Yeah, because, you know, they're... They, They've only been a country, city, state, country for 50 years. And they have come from, you know, uh, a small country to become a power country in 50 years. And they wow. did that by working so hard, just like the Japanese after the war. They were working so hard. There's even a word in the Japanese language for death by overworking. Yeah. Um, that they are willing to sacrifice their sleep. Um, yeah. So we'll wow. hear more about this in the future. We're we're hearing about it here because it's it's local to us, but we're still not hearing enough about it, or maybe we're not doing enough about it. Yeah, that's a good. That's an interesting, interesting you know way to put it. So, so where can my listeners find you? Well, yes, yes, uh, they can find me on social media platforms and our website at www.goodlifesleep.com. And um, www.goodlifesleep.com. Yes, we truly believe in a good life comes through, you know, good sleep. Awesome. So then you you have a you have a special event coming up, right? Yes, I do. Um, I am holding our first webinar series, um, March fourth and fifth, and um, I have the links below. And basically, I would love to invite everyone who's interested in learning more about sleep. This is what I'm calling the secret of sleep because um, guess what? People don't quite realize, you know, there's uh, more tools you can add to your, to your kit of tools as far as achieving your goals or, you know, keeping focused or being happy and, and healthier, um, getting things done. The secret is you know, sleep and awesome. maybe even slowing down. So you've got a webinar happening on the 4th and the 5th, and we've got those links posted right here on the show page. So if you're listening and you think this sounds interesting to you, then I would encourage you to, to go over and get signed up, signed up for that because I'm, Thank you. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot to be learned. So, and don't you have a retreat coming up too? Yes. We're planning our first retreat in September. Outstanding. And, um, Where is it? Yeah. This will be in the Olympic National Park uh, in Washington State. Okay. So, yeah, we've got some very interesting things uh, planned. And this part of the world is very unique in that uh, we have one of the few places where it is considered the most, the quietest part of the world. Wow, one that's interesting. Parts. Yes. You're going to have a so, retreat in the, one of the quietest parts in the world. That's fascinating. Yes, yes, because, you know, we need a certain amount of silence to actually retreat and find ourselves and find our, our center. Right. So I'll, I'll be sharing more of that uh, on our website, but you know, if people sign up for our other products, you'll get uh, notice of, of the retreat. Okay. Okay. But you'll have all this on your website. So yes. any, any of my folks listening out there can find you on your website. Thank you. Thank you, Super. Allison. Well, this has been great. I'm so glad that you, we were able to work this out. Thank you so much for all of your little pearls of wisdom and information about, about sleep. It's just a fascinating subject. So 
Yes, um, thank you. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Well, I would say, um, depending on what date you're hearing this, give yourself some time to prepare for the daylight saving shift by going to bed 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes earlier each night until the clocks change. This will you know, better prepare you for that one hour change in, in time. That is, that's interesting. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to actually put a note in my calendar myself to yes. make, that, that I try to do that too. Yes. And, you know, do it gradually if you can, if not, uh, yeah. you know, try to do what you can to prepare for it. Okay. Well, super. Well, Mac, thank you so much. I'm sure we're going to be, um, we're going to be talking some more in the future, but uh, I really appreciate your time today. And I know my listeners do too. Thank you very much, Allison, for being, it's a, you know, being uh, a guest of yours. It's a privilege. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The privilege is all mine. I'm on a mission to share as much about self-care with with the world and my audience as I possibly can. And sleep is definitely a big piece of that. So wonderful. thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This is Allison Katzkowski. We appreciate you tuning in to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I also want to remind anybody listening out there that uh, you always have an open invitation to find me in my private Facebook community, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. We do lots of fun things every single week over there, and we would certainly love for you to join us if you're not already a member. Um, so please look look for us on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, please head to my website at www.cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com, and click contact us and drop me an email. I always love to hear your stories about self-care. And if you have any particular sleep questions too, feel free to reach out to either of us about that. Uh, this is Allison Katzkowski. Thank you again for tuning in. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Thank you.